0: Welcome to West Underground, the, the biggest, baddest podcast in the West. Today we have none other than Star Crazy on the couch with us today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Of course. Yeah. So let's just go around the table here, um, starting with you, Marcus. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about the band. How you how you started.
1: And yep. uh, yeah. Well, I'm Marcus. I'm the
2: lead vocalist. Uh, I'm Odin on guitar.
1: I'm Jack on the drummer. And I'm uh, Jack on the
3: bass. But we call this Jack JB. Just to keep it simple. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: JB or JD? JB, no, because
4: these JB, last same right, or, okay. or Jables. yeah, I mean, <laughs> so that's um,
3: confusing. Uh, as far as the band, like me and Odie, this was kind of like a side project yeah, kind of yeah. thing, because we were playing in different bands, and we've known each other since we were kids, though. Yeah. And um, we just only recently, towards the end of last year, started to kind of take it more seriously. and. Um, I was kind of proud of the stuff we put together. The little yeah, nice. bunch, of, about like five songs together. And then yeah, we got, I've known JB for a while, just a few mutual bands. And yeah, then yeah. Um, Jack's the youngest member and he joined, he was the last one to join. Um, he was introduced to us
0: through Woody from yeah. Fangs,
3: you guys know. And um, yeah, now we are just like finally, things are really rolling, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, very nice. Um, so I just want to ask, just a, this bit, a little bit off the cuff kind of question, is your name really, is your last surname Wolf? It's uh, my the middle, middle name,
2: yeah. Middle name, yeah, all right. That's what they named
0: me. Because I was thinking if it's Odin Wolf, that has to be the coolest name that I've ever heard in my life. I
3: always say when I introduce him to people, like they, everyone kind of gets taken aback, like Odin Wolf. Yeah, yeah, I'm always just like it's like he was born to be a metal guitarist. There's no yeah. other option. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, that's it. Show so just... me free drinks from drunk people at like two a.m. at a bar. It's like, yeah. That's not your name. They must be Show like... me already. If it is, I'll buy you a drink. There must be like, oh, so
3: isn't that the Viking thing? Like, yeah, do you get a lot of that. Like... <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not Scandinavian of of at all. I'm very Irish. No, yeah. <laughs> he just got a cool dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's a sick Parents.
0: So um. So tell us about uh, the the influences of this band, like. Um, Who were you inspired by when you started this? Or what were you guys Uh, listening
3: uh, to? Mutually, me and Odie, a lot of late 80s kind of hard rock metal.
2: 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah.
3: And the first few songs that kind of developed did have that kind of vibe, more of the alternative hard rock metal from the, like, probably American. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, we're into so much different stuff, and these guys especially, like... We've just got a whole range of influences now, but it's definitely kind of leaning towards the hard rock yeah, yeah. spectrum. I'm into a lot of glam rock.
0: Yeah, because I, I noticed an aspect of glam rock when I was listening to your music, that I was like, that's cool. Yeah, you
3: yeah. Know. so it's just, I don't know, just it just happens. Yeah. We don't really try and go for a specific Yeah.
0: Thing. We just kind of, it's always come naturally to me and Odie yeah, know each yeah. other for so long. So, so you, t- you two guys are the main songwriters of the band, The Driving Force? Yeah. Keith and Mick, so to speak.
3: Yeah, but JB's in another band called Lucid Hoops. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he writes music. His brother's a guitarist, and he's in that band, and they write music together. And um, Jack has actually like contributed to like one of the songs on the EP. So it's like, yeah, running like, the
2: band contributes. Yeah, like, yeah. most of our songs generally start between the two of us, then we take it to the rest of the band, and then. Yeah, they all yeah. their parts and even change parts. And um, so you guys come up with the, the final product at the end of the thing is very different to what we would start off yeah, with. Yeah. Like, I think everyone has a part.
0: So you kind of yeah. you kind of put together a skeleton and then bring it to the band
2: and Pretty put everything sure. to... Most songs either start with lyrics or riffs or whatever, and then yeah, yeah, just grow some there. To
0: yeah, no. Nice. Do you start with lyrics for se, or do you start with melodies?
3: Um, uh, it's different every time. I mean. Yeah. If Odin has an idea, which is more of a, hit, you know, more of an Odin song, it's yeah. as easy as him just kind of working out the structure and having riffs or whatever, and then I will listen to it, you know, when I'm doing mundane tasks yeah, and yeah, try yeah. and think of melodies. Often pop up easily for me, which is good because I'm a drummer yeah. um, by trade, but like, so I've never learned a melodic instrument, but I think I have somewhat of a knack for like writing melodies, and then the lyrics are actually usually last. Yeah, yeah, at least.
0: Oh man. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how drummers often make, you know, uh, good songwriters. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah, so. Yeah.
3: It, hap- it Yeah. Uh, a few people have mentioned that since I, I've become a singer. They're like, "Oh, I think you know, drummers make good singers." And I'm like, "Oh, absolutely." <laughs> we were
0: having this discussion with the band last week um just about how many, you know, how many how many um, drummers are are good singers and how many singers are surprisingly have really 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 good rhythm or naturally in okay. sync with, yep. you know... Yep.
3: Well, Steven Tyler started as a drummer. He's yeah. in, like, a 60s band with a haircut, kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The 20s, I've heard he was always giving shit to Joey Kramer. Yeah, yeah, like, a, originally a drummer, so... But that's I'm not funny. like that with Jack, am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometime. No,
1: that's all good... Yeah.
0: Mm. So, so yeah. I may have revealed a little secret, um, to the, to the boys before we started about, uh, about Blake giving us a little bit of a tip-off to you guys. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, maybe ask about that
2: relationship. Shout out to Blake. Yeah,
3: yeah Blake. Blake Terrace he's... Well, me yeah. and Odie went to high school with him.
2: Yeah. We had our first band together right, all through high school, pretty much. We made him um, in like, when he was in year seven, I guess. Like pretty much, yeah, entire yeah. high school lives. Um, yeah, we all just kinda of had our first band together and grew up cutting our teeth, uh, Sydney. Pubs and band camps anywhere that have an underage band play. Yeah, yeah. So we're old enough to go on tour, and that when we're eighteen, so we did that for a bit. But yeah, yeah, it's always been a good friend of ours. Yeah, I
0: know. Mm.
2: yeah. So
0: what's the plans for the future? Or is it, uh, where are we, go, where are you taking the band? Um,
3: we've kind of got like, now that we've got, we have recording an EP, yeah, yeah. and we're kind of gearing towards how we're going to release that, and um. Obviously, with COVID, it's kind of like we're not really thinking about gigging yet until yeah. So the EP probably won't come out till next year, but we'll have we're going to release we'll the video in the first We'll yeah.
0: lead up to it. In a sense, was COVID kind of good for you guys in the sense that you could kind of now just go, oh, all right, we'll just focus on making music.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, we did our first gig just before COVID happened mm. in March. Yeah. Like it was the March. No, it was the oh, sorry. February. No, it was on the twentieth of February. February. It was February. Yeah. 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 Anyhow, um, and then. So by the time we did our second gig, which was only like last week, we had like a whole set of new songs. So it actually, I think, it was a great thing for us because, you know, we were in our infancy when we did our first gig as a band, and now we're just like like miles better. Yeah. yeah. In that
2: time, like we spent all that, yeah, all that time basically uh, focusing on the recordings. The six songs we recorded the EP,
3: six best songs. Yeah. And
2: um, obviously going into this year and coming out of it. You really get to know those songs like yeah, the back at your end. So, when we came back to play these songs, we were a lot more being prepared. I think we played a lot more tighter than, mm. than we would have. I
0: think so we much more thing. familiar with the songs. Yeah, nice. So, how was the, how was the gig at Frankie's the
2: other day compared to the first gig? Um, different. Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, Everyone yeah, was sitting yeah.
0: down
3: thing is, everyone was seated, but you know, everyone was paying attention. At least yeah. so we got a good response. So we're just
2: like, oh, if we'd really get, get up and leave. leave, we would have yeah. seen them and them, so. Well,
0: I saw you guys on about six, six people. people. You know, six different stories. Um, I saw I saw the guys from Wicked Things give you a bit of a. Oh, like on, like on Instagram. Show. Yeah, on Instagram. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Too,
3: too. Who's that? Sorry. Uh,
0: I saw I saw the guys from Wicked Things. Put oh you yeah up yeah. On stories as well. Well,
3: we hit it off with them immediately. Because yeah. they they just kind of like remind. We, after, me and Owen's first band with Blake was very wicked things.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. maybe Sport, it still is. Like, it's it's like, bass guitar shredding. Just like very Van Halen. <laughs> and, um, yeah,
0: we love what they're about. Yeah, and we saw you them play it with us. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, they seem to do have a bit of a Van Halen influence, which I think yeah. they're embracing, which is cool. Nah. Yeah. That's yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Massive Van Halen fans. So, how long did it take you boys to construct uh, the, the the single that's out on Spotify at the moment? Um. Both, I mean, those, yeah. both yeah. those
2: songs are recorded at the same time. Um, I think they're both like sort of M- ideas Marcus had when we were starting the band.
3: So yeah, they're really, yeah. to be honest, they were kind of like, I've just had them kicking around for a while, because yeah. I was drumming in a band, and I wasn't really bringing it to that band, and then when um we just got together with Odie, because we live nearby still, Yeah. and I'm um, just, yeah, you know, I just went, less, I went both of us just wanted to take it a little more seriously, and then, but you know, even since then, with the, the EP, we've just created better songs yeah yeah nice I yeah I actually don't these guys disagree but like I sometimes don't like playing the those songs live I feel like yeah. they are not up to the same standard I think the these. new
2: songs we have now the first we've written as a full four-piece band with everyone on board so it's that very nice. much more representative of what Star yeah. Crazy Yeah, and they were
3: kind of they were almost like demos when we recorded yeah, they were literally demos we Marcus them played drums on them yeah super cheaply <laughs> so yeah Jack not that Kiss we're not proud them.
2: of them I think they're great everyone loves them yeah yeah but once they release these new ones and so I think right. it's just the next step up or yeah, even the first step of stuff, crazy. Oh, I think excited. It's my beer too. Oh, there it is. It's hiding
0: <laughs> around there somewhere. I just wanted to ask for the for the people just tuning in now. Like, um, so you were just talking about doing some recording. So how many how many tracks have you can you say how many tracks you've uh, recorded for this coming EP? Uh,
3: we did six tracks, yeah. and we recorded it over three days, and then got it mixed separately. So, um. Just kind of like put a little more money into it and giving it the treatment it deserves. Yeah. these songs are just we we'll be so happy with the result.
0: Yeah. Which and studio did you go to?
2: Um Demi Gerard she is. It's um used to be based in Balmain, yeah, yeah. so me and Marcus have worked there before in the old location, but um they've recently moved to West Gosford. Yeah. Uh, sort of a bigger studio and it's closer to the owner's home and that so it's Which more, is Central Coast? Yeah, 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 West, West yeah, Gosford. Yeah. So um <laughs> yeah, we hooked up a weekend up there. Just got a cheap motel for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, brought, brought a mate, Mo yeah. Mayhem, uh, yeah. to produce. Um, got done a great job. Got really involved yeah. in the recording process. And mm-hmm. as a guitarist, he's a guitarist as, as well. Yeah. So he really sat down with me I a lot. Brought along massive library of guitars to play with. Yeah, all nice. throughout the EP, and different amps and.
0: Did you use too many different? Did you use a lot of different gear on
2: the? Gear? Oh yeah, I I used my own gear obviously for just yeah. about all of it. But then, he would just be like, oh this. This song or this verse sounds like yeah. it needs it needs a Les Paul Junior or it needs a one through five or a Gretsch Super Jet or whatever. So and he would just hand me guitars like no. after every take. So his yeah, guitars yeah. are worth like three times as much as mine is. Yeah. It would often help. Yeah, yeah it
3: was amazing. It would often help with like a solo. Like, he yeah. could hear a specific. Oh, that solo would sound good on this guitar. I'm sure other bands do the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just you may as well if you're going into a studio for three days, you may as well just have all the equipment yeah. that you can to mm.
2: to use. Even it, the studio the themselves had a wall of guitars. Like Fender Strat and and Gibson SG, let Paul, All the all classic ones. Yeah. But yeah. There was one bit in one of our songs where the guy was like, "It sounds like he needs a Fender." But yeah, there was yeah. one up there. So was <laughs> hanging on the wall. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. I had a lot of a lot of toys to play with.
0: Yeah. So did you do it live, or did you
2: did you do it uh, on Pro Tools and Logic? Uh yeah, we've done it on Pro Tools. Now, we recorded the drums and bass at the yeah. same time. Oh, the drums, bass, and guitar, and then obviously um fixed up any little things and I think yeah the guitars were scraped them. but yeah. we recorded the, the band live basically playing live with Marcus in the control room Yeah, so, you know we
3: I've known that Damien Gerard the people that run it and it for years and I'm always recommending it to whatever you know other bands and ourselves because the drum sound is huge yeah
2: yeah, yeah. especially sh- the new studio massive room and <laughs> yeah really the so the new studio is
3: even better so um yeah yeah so Damien Gerard Central Coast I can't say enough good things about him mm. they're just like Great dudes, and um, professional, and just, it used to be a TV studio, the new one, so yeah, they got all uh-huh. this space to it, with now, oh, and wow. they're getting even more clients, so it, it, the move was good for them, because they yeah. used to be in
0: Balmain, in the NOS. But yeah, we had a ball, and we're happy it with the time. result. Yeah, nice. Was but, it stressful, though, trying to get six songs down over the over that three-day period? Uh, what would you say? How many hours were you in there,
2: each day, roughly? Mm. Ten Ten hours.
1: Hours. It
2: was like 10 to 10, basically, 12 hours. Or 10 to 9. Yeah, around Probably. the whole day, there, too, yeah. yeah.
3: Um, I mean you know the the accommodation was walking distance so that's that um, was the whole idea like yeah you can just wrap up and start when when it suits the end crummy
2: Crab- drive-in Motel across the road from RSL.
3: but we were recording <laughs> right to the last minute yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like the perfect amount of time to record these songs yeah yeah, it's yeah. not a, not quite a full-length album it wasn't rushed
2: but yeah we definitely used every last second second we yeah. could that'd be paid for. <laughs> yeah and the results, what you guys wanted when you went in? Uh, yeah, perfect. Um, we're waiting on the masters currently, but we've ticked off like the final mixes and yeah. already. They sounded huge.
1: Yeah,
2: Some of the favorite stuff I've ever done, so I can't wait to get them out. But oh, that's great. Yeah.
0: It's so strange to me because I've just been, uh, you know, I, when you do a bit of reading and you talk to different bands, you hear that, you know, when they when they first started or whatnot, they seem to be able to go into the studio and put these songs together quite quickly and record, you know, EPs or albums over several days, but, the same, you know, as bands seem to progress, it takes months and weeks, and so, like, the longer the process to put these things together, which I've, I've just been yeah. wondering. Yeah. Yeah, what's your take
2: on that?
3: Yeah, well, it kind of, it makes sense because...
2: Depends on the way you want to go about it. You mm. can spend weeks and weeks on one song. You like know, a lot of, every little note one of the best note. albums that have come out recently
3: yeah. have recorded in home studios like yeah. the dude from Tame Impala there's no yeah. right or wrong way to go about it but I think if you want a certain quality if you want to kind of knock your last EP out of, yeah, you yeah. know if, if you've got an expectation where this band sounds this good and the next record's got to sound
0: Bad, as yeah, good. Yeah. or better.
3: it's like Airborne we were listening to them at Frankie's the other night and um, there was this a song on the new album that just didn't kind of like you like you're yeah. expecting with that band. So there's like a level of expectation of, of the quality of whatever yeah. you call it, the production. And so that's why I think maybe bands as they progress, they just feel like they need to take it up another another level. It it makes sense. So. Yeah. So for us, yeah, our first recordings that are on Spotify were just at uh, the most the cheapest option we could. Yeah. The entire
2: thing in one day. Did five songs in one day. Released two of them. Wow. Just just as a demo or anything. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it served its purpose. Like we put it out just to say, "Hey, we're Star Crazy, new band."
0: Yeah, no. Nice. Marcus
2: played drums in the recording. We didn't have Jack yet, so we used those recordings to send in to learn.
0: I yeah. was so. doing a bit of research on you guys. It, it I realised, I realised how kind of new you were, because I saw you, I saw you when we were, you know, playing with the Rockefellers, I kind of saw you guys pop up, but then, I, then I saw you guys, you know, in the last week playing Frankie's Pizza, and I was, mm. I was kind of wondering how you guys did that, because I was thinking, oh my god, these, these guys are the fastest you know, up and coming band in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, well, I
3: mean, Jordan from Frankie's just, he's kind of, has his ear to the ground. Yeah, he yeah. knows, we've known him for years, so he was just kind enough to hit us up for this
2: spot. And yeah,
0: uh,
2: I think before lockdown, like, um, after our first show, we had one coming up at Frankie's, which unfortunately got cancelled, but um, as soon as they started booking bands again in August, like, he hit us up immediately. He'll, yeah. So, I'd like to think nice it's just
3: because we kick ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's always good. <laughs> Shout out to Frankie's, by the way.
0: Yeah. Um. Also, another question, guys. What are what are some venues in Sydney you want to play at in the in the, in the future? Oh. And more theatre.
3: And more theatre. I think
2: yeah. you know. Acer Arena. Why not go What's it called now? They change the name like every year. It was, oh, it's Sydney Superdome. Kudos, is it? Kudos Banker. Yeah. That's what it is now.
4: Kudos Banker. Oh, you're talking about like what used to be Acer Arena?
2: Right yeah, 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 yeah before that, it, it was the Sydney Superdome. And mm. oh. Yeah. Oh, Superdome. Yeah, we'd like to play there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, on, no, it, on a, a smaller scale. I've always always wanted to play the Metro or the Enmore. The Factory? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Some of my favourite gigs have been Enmore, just because. Uh,
2: yeah, just, I've just seen all my favourite bands there. And I've always wanted to be on that stage. Yeah. I think it's an achievable. Well, I think that's achievable for us. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of
3: like, you know what I mean? You set yeah. goals, and like I think. We could play the Enmore Theatre in the next couple of years, I think. Yeah. If we're on the same
0: trajectory, let's yeah, hope. <laughs> no no drug addiction, that. all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like the, Enmore, the Enmore Theatre is kind of like the place to play if you're a Sydney band and you're up and coming. Once you hit the Enmore Theatre, that's when you know the ball starts really rolling for you. Well,
3: even, even on terms of being just an opening spot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just, it's like just a goal. I just would love to play there. Yeah, stage. yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, we'll see.
0: <laughs> what about... Uh, do you have any, do you have any tours that you want to do in maybe in the future, like go yeah, outside as Sydney? As soon as we can. Yeah. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. yeah. I have a bunch of friends in Melbourne and Brisbane and that would love to see us. Yeah. Yeah. We had that planned as well before um, lockdown ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right as soon as, yeah, as soon as the borders open up and it's safe to step foot in Melbourne again, we'll yeah. yeah. after that. So play. guys, I feel like I'm leaving the other two boys
0: out.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so who are your favourite drummers? My favourite drummers, um, I love Neil Peart from Rush. Like, oh, yeah. I listen to Rush all the time, like, Lime Tom Sawyer. Like, Lime one of my favourite songs of all time. Yeah. Just listening to that, and, like, I love how they do, like, constant time signature changes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just awesome listening to him and how he just has this ability to just do it completely, like, perfectly, he's completely smooth, it's, it's kind of amazing, it, it's awesome, like, to do stuff like what he can do, and he, like, he mostly writes, like all their songs kind of, not all of them I but heard like, he writes her lyrics Yeah like yeah. lyrics and like it's just, it's really amazing like what he can do It's all a difference different
2: yeah. scene like the first album and every other one since yeah. Is that a different drummer on the first album? He
0: seems
1: like, yeah. a, like a bit of like a super technical kind of
0: drummer
2: Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. All of them, classically well, trained, is that the word? I don't know
3: man, like they are pretty rock and roll Classically,
2: you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. very good, technically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say No, Yeah, very time to
0: He's a crazy drummer, so yeah, pretty awesome. So, what do you think of Ringo? Ringo, <laughs> big. I like him. I think yeah, he's good. Yeah.
1: he he plays for the music, and yeah, I think yeah. that's the best thing you can do as a drummer. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's great.
0: So, if you were on stage somewhere at a big arena, Ace Arena, uh, what's it called now? Did you say a the Kudos Bank Arena? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 would your ideal drum kit be? Would you have three three kick drums, or would you have three
1: kick drums? Oh God. It's a, a bit overkill in my opinion. Like, yeah, yeah. if you can do it, it's awesome. But, um... Just a round of guns. You need <laughs> another leg, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you can use <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have our ways. Yes. <laughs> but, um...
0: What's your stick size?
1: This is hard. ask me to dinner first, alright? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right.
0: So stick around, guys, on West Underground, and uh, we'll have the star-crazy OnlyFans at the end. <laughs> 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 you have to leave, who's... Yeah. and uh, Mister uh, JB, uh, what's, yes. uh, what's your what's your favourite bass player?
4: Oh, I have a few, you know, for different reasons. I love um, bassists like uh, Nate Mendel from uh, Foo Fighters and Chris Joni from Silverchair purely because you know they just they just do a really good job of um, keeping rhythm and reinforcing the harmony and the melody. I really love the sort of um, little bass lines that Nate Mendel does in like Foo Fighters songs, like I don't know all my life and Wasting Light and stuff like that. And um, when it comes to more technical playing, I'm more a fan of uh, people like um, Chris, um, Chris Johnny uh, more like uh, Jacko Pistorius, because um, yeah. um, he has just such amazing left-hand technique and he can just... Um, uh, yeah, very fast fingers. Oh yeah, and he also, like, one thing I notice about him is that he's really consistently in rhythm as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, even just the isolated bass alone, he's just crazy in rhythm. Um, John Deacon is another one, awesome. you know, he was the one who got me into the idea of playing bass because I noticed on a music video of Bohemian Rhapsody on video hits, mm-hmm. I heard some low bass notes behind the, behind the piano, I was like, what's that? And it turns out it was the bass, so I was like, "Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna play bass, you know? yeah, And um, yeah, just, just bassists like that, I mean, Paul Gray from yeah. Slipknot was another big one for me. I spent the entirety of high school just learning Slipknot songs, yeah. so um, yeah stuff like
0: oh, that. very nice. Why do, why do bass players seem to have a prejudice against the pick? Uh, sorry, what was that? Why, I said, why do bass players seem to have a, like a prejudice against playing with a pick?
4: Oh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, Paul sorry. Gray and Chris Joni and Nate Mendel don't really, they, they, they play with pick. But I think, I don't know, maybe some stuff is easier to play with fingers than it is on pick. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, they just see, I don't know. I, I, maybe I went through a phase where I felt like I was a pussy for playing with a pick. Yeah, so are you
0: a finger man or a pick man? I, I, do, I, I do both, to be honest. You I mean, both, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: I, there are certain songs where I like to play with pick, you know, that I think it would suit it. Like, because yeah. there's a different sound you get from playing with pick than there is with a... you ...that, that there is with a, from the sound of playing with fingers. And sometimes one suits the s- song better than the other, like for instance... Um, your time is now. I played with a pick because I just I just felt like it suited it better. Mm. But we have also a couple songs where I play with fingers. So it really it really depends, you know. Um, I don't think I've ever read a, I I don't think I've ever read, read a report of a bass player going on a full on rant saying picks are for pussies.
0: No, but it kind of feels that way sometimes. Like mm. it, it definitely it definitely feels that as a guitar player, I've noticed that a lot of bass players seem to have a bit of a prejudice here and there for the against the pick.
4: I don't know why. Yeah, neither do I, to be honest. I mean, it's all about the sound, it's all about, it's all about the sound. I mean, I don't know, I just don't, I don't think I like the sound of Chris Novoselic's space playing if his, if he was playing with fingers rather than with a pick, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, if it, uh, it makes you feel better, I don't play with picks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you play with something far worse, you play with drumsticks. <laughs>
0: All right, that's enough of our fingers and sticks, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh so, so for the, all the younger musicians out there that are listening, uh, what advice would you boys have for young musicians, I suppose? Keep out of our way. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> uh, I think that's what uh, Liam
3: Gallagher said once, so it's really <laughs> funny. Um, keep it out of my
4: way, you know what I mean? I'll give you a slap on the face. I just, I'd take it... Say yeah, that to it. Liam over oh, just, oh, it's just behind you. Hi Liam. There he is. <laughs>
0: staring down at you with
3: the caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: I actually feel way more confident because I've got a slight monobrow, but ever yeah, since, yeah. he's su- super handsome, right? So I'm like, it made me feel better about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he can want a anyone can.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Validation.
3: Yeah, but um, I would actually say...
0: Dude, you look like you, sh- you're, you should be in a Britpop band.
3: Yeah. You, yeah. Have, you have
0: a bit of that look. That yeah, look-up. I
3: just thought, I don't know. See wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I think I like, what we, the music we do is kind of like, and the way I sing is definitely more American sounding. Mm. So I just thought, look British, sound American.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll <laughs> just, we'll just, we'll just hold the musicians' question. Just a quick one for you. Blur or Blur or Oasis. 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 Absolutely
4: mm. good. So totally. If
0: anybody yeah, said exactly Blur, I'd be like out now. <laughs> 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 no, Oasis is great. Yeah. yeah. So, what advice would you have, Odin, for young musicians? I suppose. Uh, I, don't
3: know. I had something. I, <laughs> I would go. say um, <laughs> stick. Don't like. Don't waste your time trying to find the yeah. sound. You know, like that Mighty Boosh episode. The sound. Just well. The sound comes from you. I can't speak for anyone else, but I love rock and roll, and I think <laughs> as corny as it sounds, rock and roll is always going to be where yeah. it's at, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, it's just really where it's at, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, just stick to what you're good at and don't bother trying to do it for yourself and do it for whatever reason you wanted to do it in the first place. Yeah.
2: You know? If it's real, people will like it. Yeah, that's it. Just be... People pick up on authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. say that? <laughs> it is hard yeah, nowadays because yeah. everyone's <laughs>
3: trying to create an image and, like, get with social media and, yeah. you know, fit into these certain boxes, but
0: I don't know. I just... I haven't got the time, I just want to play rock and roll. Well, that's it, that's what West Underground all about, rock and roll. That's Yeah. It. We are, at the moment, you know, the, the only rock and roll podcast. Hope it stays that way for now. <laughs> and, um, the, ah, Mr. Drummer, uh, what? Jacob? What, Jack. 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 Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's been
1: a long day. Um, too many young Henrys. Too course. many young
3: Henrys.
0: <laughs> want another one? Goddamn young yeah, <laughs> uh, What advice would you have for young drummers? advice
1: um it's super generic but just practice you know like yeah. i like um i see so many young drummers that um play and stuff and they just focus too much on like stuff like oh i want to master this fill and like all these like little things that like oh i saw this drummer do this like really cool thing and then they they still haven't really mastered like basic stuff and it's i just say just practice you know like yeah. even the basics because once you get stuff like that down like it opens a heap of possibilities up for you yeah so it's it's basic but it's it's worthwhile so yeah,
2: absolutely. Good advice. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. He's the intelligent one. Right, JB? <laughs> uh
4: I've got three bits of advice. I'm, g- I'm going to reinforce here is because practice is important. Two is sort of, I guess, loosely based on. Well, it's sort of a synonym of it. If you've got, if you've got, a, if you're a band that's got a weird sound, keep being weird. And advice number three: if you haven't got a bass player, quit. Thank you, guys. You heard it first. Thank you, guys, for <laughs> I'm joking on. about, Thank about that. Thank you. That Thank well you. I'm going to have to. Really?
0: Thank you. Thank you so. Thank much. you, and that's West Underground. Thank you very much.